In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. History certainly has a way of repeating itself, and prophecy is a reminder to us of that. We've come in our study of the book of Revelation to Revelation chapter 17 and Revelation chapter 18, and the common thread in these two chapters is the, the resurgence, the revival and rebuilding of Babylon. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, it certainly should, because you'll remember in the Old Testament, uh, Nebuchadnezzar standing, looking out from his palace, over this great empire that he'd built and taking all the glory for himself. He, he ruled it all. Do you remember that? And yet, if you study history carefully, you see how Babylon was brought to nothing, how Nebuchadnezzar was brought down. And in the end, God alone gets the glory. Well, it's the same picture. Uh, that's the, the great symbolism we find in Revelation 17 and 18 because here is the final Gentile kingdom. Here is the last great world empire before the Lord comes to rule and reign. And it is the kingdom of the Antichrist. It is, in many respects, uh, the awakening and the rebuilding of Babylon. Now, in Revelation chapter 17, we saw religious Babylon. You remember uh, that, uh, that whorish woman, that one that had drawn in all the kings of the earth? And, of course, God's going to bring that to nothing. In fact, we believe that that religious uh, Babylonish system is going to be destroyed about midway through this seven-year tribulation period. But there is another aspect of Babylon. There's another aspect of the Antichrist kingdom that is not religious so much as it is commercial. It's driven by money. It's driven by prosperity and materialism. And that is the Babylon addressed in, Reve in Revelation chapter number 18. It's commercial Babylon. It is the Antichrist uh, means and method of ruling the world. Somebody said whoever holds the, the money holds the power. Well, in a great sense, that's true, and it is certainly true of the kingdom of the Antichrist. And as surely as religious Babylon is going to be destroyed at the midway point of the tribulation period, commercial Babylon is going to be destroyed at the end of the tribulation. Listen to Revelation 18, verse 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with His glory. And He cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. That's quite a picture, isn't it? Uh, here is Babylon in all of its splendor and glory, and all the people of the earth are coming to it, and they're just amazed and what a man has been able to accomplish. And in one moment of time, God says, I'm going to make it a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. A cage implying that they're imprisoned. And if you look inside the prison, you're going to see every criminal and every vile thing because that's the best that man can do. Now, here's the thought today. Are you ready? Revelation 18 is really not so much about Babylon as it is about God. Remember, we're in the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is not to understand events better. 
This is not to understand the world system better. This is not to understand the Antichrist better. This is to understand God better. And as I've read and meditated again in Revelation 18, I was struck by this thought that there is someone bigger than Babylon, bigger than the largest kingdom the earth has ever known, bigger than the empire that controls all the money and wealth, is the God of eternity. In verse 1, you see God's angel sent down from heaven. And do you see he comes with great power. Babylon has power, but friend, heaven's power is greater than Babylon's power. And when he comes, the Bible says the whole earth is lightened with his glory. Now, I'll remind you that the only glory that any angel or any man ever has is the reflected glory of God. Remember, we, we just reflect the true glory, which is the Lord's glory. So when the angel comes down, it's not his own glory. He's been in the throne room. He is relaying the glory of God to earth. Babylon had a certain glory, uh, the glory of man, uh, the glory of things. But friend, God's glory is bigger than the glory of Babylon. And then when you come to verse 2 and 3, you see not only God's angel, you see God's message. Remember, the angel is the messenger. Well, what is his message? The message is a message of judgment. The message is Babylon, the great, is fallen. You know, we use that word great a lot. He's a great athlete. That's a great company. Uh, she's a great singer. Uh, we use it a lot. But really, there's only one who's truly great, and that is our great God. All earthly greatness is minuscule in comparison to the greatness of our God. We are so small, and He is so big. That's really God's message. And you'll see when he comes, he cries mightily with a strong voice. This is a strong, clear message. In a world of confusion and chaos, we need a strong, clear message that God is great. Babylon always falls in the end. No matter how big it gets, no matter how wealthy it is, no matter how strong it appears, in the end, it always falls. In verse 3 it says, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Do you see here a picture of leisure, of pleasure, of materialism? Uh, those things have become her gods, and she's neglected the one true and living God. I say again, God is bigger than Babylon. So we see God's angel in verse 1, God's message in verse 2 and 3, and then we see God's people in verse 4 and 5. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. You see, you, you never get by with sin. No, in the end, God always deals with it. But notice the great contrast here with God's people. Remember, there'll be people in the tribulation age that come to God, uh, believers. And what's God's message to them? The same as God's message in every generation. Come out. God doesn't want His people caught up with this world system and way of thinking. Israel had to come out of Egypt. Uh, Israel had to come out of the Babylonian captivity. God says to His people, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. God's desire is always that His people be a separated people to Him and from the world. And so we move from God's angel to God's message to God's people to ultimately God's final judgment. In verse 6, Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. And do you see the repetition of double here in the Old Testament? If someone stole something, they had to repay it double. I think really that's the, the parallel. Remember, 
uh, this commercial Babylon is so about things and money and materialism, and they're getting profit, but they're doing it through unjust means. They're a bunch of thieves, and God says, I'm going to give them double judgment for their sin. I say again, there is something bigger than Babylon. The Bible says, though hand join in hand, the wicked will not be unpunished. It doesn't matter how big it grows, how strong it seems. God is always greater. In the end, every world system and every worldly idea will be brought down. And the only thing that will be lifted up is the God who is truly great and who is always holy. Could I encourage you today, my friend, don't get enamored with this world. Don't get taken with this world system. And don't get discouraged when it seems the world is winning. Read the back of the book. Go to the end of the story. Read Revelation chapter 18 and you will find, as I have, that there is someone bigger than Babylon. He's our God. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.